0: Welcome to the Conceive Baby podcast, where we give you access to leading international fertility experts across all aspects of fertility and preconception health to help you conceive and carry a healthy baby. Here's your host, natural fertility specialist and Conceive Baby founder, Tasha Jennings. Hi, and welcome to the first webinar in our 2017 Conceive Baby webinar series. Welcome back to all those who were with us last year, and a big welcome to the many people who I know who have joined us this year. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Tasha Jennings, founder of Conceive Baby. I'm a naturopath, nutritionist, natural fertility specialist, and author of The Vitamins Guide and The Fertility Diet, both of which are available throughout Australia, the U.S., the UK and Canada. I also write and provide expert comment for various media publications uh, such as The Herald Sun, The New Idea, uh, Mouth of Mums, The Bub Hub, as well as other pregnancy and baby magazines, and medical journals and pharmaceutical journals. I'm also the director of Zysia, which means life and is dedicated to providing premium nutrition to support life in its earliest stages, from fertility and that preconception phase right through to pregnancy and breastfeeding. Now it's really been the past six years that I have specialised in this area. And my reason for specialising in fertility um, and pregnancy was kind of a personal one, I guess. Uh, I was wanting to fall pregnant and we were having difficulty. So what started out as a small personal project really became a career passion as I met with researchers both here and internationally and was really inspired by what I was discovering about the role of certain nutrients and their bioavailability on fertility, as well as the long-term health of the developing baby. And this is how my company, Zycia, was born, alongside the premium nutritional supplement, Zycia Natal Nutrients which was designed to support that journey from fertility and conception through pregnancy and breastfeeding. And more recently, to further support couples in their fertility journey, which is really where my passion lies, I developed the Conceived Baby website, which is what you have all joined us through today. And again, this was Based on my own experience, um, I was, I guess we were fortunate enough to have, I was, had a background in health and nutrition and my husband being a cardiologist, uh, we fortunately had, I guess, the knowledge and the medical contacts that meant that our fertility journey was relatively short compared to many couples that I do speak with. And we're now blessed with two beautiful children, uh, baby photos of whom you will see scattered around the Conceived Baby website. And my aim for Conceived Baby is really to bring together a team of specialists across all aspects of fertility and preconception health so that other people um, who are struggling like we were could have access to the type of qualified expert information uh, that we were lucky enough to have to help you conceive and carry a healthy baby. And a really valued member uh, of that Conceived Baby expert panel is Gina Fox. Now, Gina and I actually um, went to naturopathic college together uh, many moons ago, it does feel. And it's really fabulous to be working uh, with Gina again. Gina is really passionate about her work. She is continually continually updating her knowledge, including a Master's in Reproductive Medicine, which she has just completed, on top of her 15-plus years of clinical experience. As well as being an experienced clinician at Fertile Ground Health Clinic here in Melbourne, Gina is also a writer, a speaker, naturopathic lecturer, student clinic supervisor, as well as a co-founder of the Be Fertile series of guided meditations, which support couples on that often difficult journey through fertility to pregnancy. Gina is a highly skilled um, a practitioner, providing naturopathic care for preconception health, infertility, IVF, support and pregnancy care and more. She treats a wide range of issues, including recurrent miscarriage, thyroid, autoimmune antibodies, as well as male fertility. Her professional approach involves working in collaboration with both doctors and specialists to provide effective coordinated treatment. Now, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule today. Gina, welcome. Thanks, Tasha. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I know more recently you have specialised in the stress area through your own meditation practice and realised how important that is in the fertility journey. Now, I just want to ask the the, the crux of the question, what is stress? What exactly is going on inside our body when, when we are stressed?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, we've heard this many times before, this vital flight, and we've, we've felt it, um, the sweaty palms, the, the beating heart, um, and that's the acute stress signs we've got when adrenaline is being pumped out and noradrenaline, and we have this bodily reaction to it. Um, I certainly remember as a, as a child I used to get exam stress and um, I would just have to rush to the bathroom and feel nauseous and, you know, all of those kind of high acute stress symptoms. Yeah. And so I think most of us would be aware of that um, acute stress and they can, you know, vary, um, you know, from minor th- right through. Um, and every, every aspect of, of, of the body is, is affected by stress. So, um, you know, the immune function, um, the brain, obviously the muscles, uh, to, to getting ready to run away, those kind of things. So really all of the essential organs are affected. And then the non-essential organs like the reproduction are actually affected because the energy is taken away from those, digestion and other things. So, yeah, um, so so really it should be, um, stress should be, if it's acute, it should be short-lived and then bring it back to, uh, to baseline. So, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Mm.
0: Why does it happen? I mean, why is stress beneficial what I mean I I, you know sweaty palms and all that that anxiety feeling what why is that beneficial for us well it's
1: it's normal and it is healthy um obviously it has a role to play in the body and it's a motivator as we know you know if we're trying to get to deadlines and things like that it really is, is a motivator so that adrenaline rush is useful for that work presentation um But the reality in our current world is that we might lurch from one one of these things to another. Um, So the acute stress is necessary, but if it continues, it can be be harmful. So if it continues to to chronic phase. But just to kind of reiterate that it is actually beneficial and it depends how we respond to stress, how do we think about it. So there's a, a psychologist called Dr. Kelly McGonigal. She's got a great TED talk out there. And she talks about um, embracing the feelings, the sweaty palms, the beating heart, embracing these feelings. And if we do that, the research shows that actually instead of constricting the blood vessels, we actually expand the blood, they, they, they um, actually dilate. So it means the possible negative effects of the acute stress might actually be switched over to becoming more resilient around stress. So people who feel the stress symptoms but just act with curiosity and go, well, oh, okay, I'm feeling stressed, but actually that's my body getting me ready for whatever it is I'm about to do. So um, it becomes less harmful. And actually we release something called oxytocin, which is that hormone of connectivity. It's an anti-inflammatory hormone. So part of the stress response is is oxytocin, which we don't really hear about as much. And she kind of, you know, looked at that research. And um, so it makes us reach out to others. And that in itself is a de-stressing thing. So we can become resilient. So that's the acute, that's why it's it's kind of, you know, it can be beneficial to get us ready to run away, the muscles are ready. Um, but as you can imagine, you know, it's all very well going to the muscles if we need to run away from that something, you know, in the environment. But if that continues, we're going to get stressed muscles, we're going to get really tension, you know, those kind of tension headaches and holding that tension in the neck and the shoulders, you know, that, that can be a sign of kind of more chronic stress than, than the acute.
0: So it's mm. more a reaction to stress even, as you're saying, than the actual stress itself. We can flip it flip around and, and become a, a positive thing on our system. It, can, it, can any sort of chronic stress, I guess, be, be useful in fertility? I guess it's a, it's a motivator, but we know how it negatively affects, you know, ovulation and things like that. Um can you I guess just explain more specifically how it affects fertility um specifically? A lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that stressed, you know, I've got a busy job but I'm not that stressed, but they may not, you know, realise what a significant yeah. impact on their fertility.
1: Yeah, well there's a there's a few questions there. I, I mean I think it is um it's detrimental to the body, the chronic stress. Um Looking at the research, it's showing that, um, you know, neuroplasticity can affect, can can go to the negative or to to the positive, and if we are under chronic stress, a part of our brain called the amygdala tends to get bigger, and that's the fear-driven part of the brain. That's the fight or flight. And so that means we're going to get more hypervigilant, more looking for fearful things and situations, Um, and the hippocampus is going to almost shrink and um, neurons are going to die or be damaged. Um, you know if it's really chronic ongoing we, we can see memory issues and we can see um, you know brain kind of early early brain um you know uh, not not being as effective um, so we know that that is is a, a problem and especially if we start to feel that kind of wired but tired feeling I think that's a good one for people to realize that that can lead to anxiety it can lead to poor food choices so overeating um it, so in that case it can lead high cortisol can also lead to us putting on weight and keeping on that weight so um and then illness can can develop from that chronic stress So it's almost like this cascade of stress hormones and if they're sitting in our bodies the whole time the beneficial reasons for them being there have have gone and the elevated cortisol then can be damaging um so it can deplete our nutrients, vitamin C, the B vitamins, the magnesium, these kind of things. Um, so, you know, those are the kind of more more general reasons. Um, you asked about how it affects fertility. And you know, there's if, if our cortisol is raised, it, it affects all of our other hormones. So it affects um, progesterone, which is one of the main hormones of, of pregnancy that we need it to be in a good state. So it, it has effects on all sorts of other areas of the body. Um, as you've said, you know, can affect our ovulation, can stop ovulation, can mean we might miss periods. Um, we might get what they call an ovulation and we might, that might go on for some months or not. Um, I had a, um, I mean, it might be good just to illustrate with a, a patient story, um, it, lots of, patients a benefit by stress, but this is one that is particularly easy to, to, to see that this, the stress reduction really did impact positively. So she was in her early 30s. She'd been, her and her husband had been trying to conceive for about two and a half years. She had a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, which means that, you know, you can tend to longer cycles and stress impacting on, on that. And her cycles tended to be anywhere from about 35 days and could be, the longest one was since five months. So, you know, really um, tricky when you're trying to conceive. Mm -hmm. So she'd gone the medical route, and she'd done something called clomiphene citrate um, or clomid, and that actually, yes, it helped her ovulate, but no, they hadn't conceived. So here she was at Fertile Ground Health Group, and we were looking at, you know, many, many factors, but got into the discussion of of how to manage stress, And we were working with, with herbs and different things, and her 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 cycle did come back down to about 34 days quite regularly, 34, 35, um, up to 40 sometimes. But, you know, it had come right down and it was being regular. But then we had this big discussion on stress and she decided, um, it wasn't suggested, but she decided to give up her stressful job. And, um, you know, that was the turning point for for them. And her... Her body loved it and she ended up having a 30 you know, 30 to 31 32 day cycle. And, um, and yes, lo and behold, a few months later they did conceive. Um, now it's not as simple as that for everybody and I don't want to kind of simplify it and suggest that, but it is a nice illustration. and you know you don't have to give up your job. If it's stressful, it's changing our attitude to that job and it's putting tools in place and we're going to talk about a few tools I think in a minute. Um, that people can do. So um, I just wanted to 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 say that. But, you know, so the fertility issues, it's going to affect ovulation. The endometrium fitness, which helps implantation. It can stress, high stress can cause little micro spasms in the uterus, again, affecting implantation. Mm-hmm. Immature eggs can be released. You're not going to conceive on, on an immature egg. Um, and for the man, spermat- spermatogenesis is affected. So the very development of sperm are not as good. Um, so, the research shows again that the, the sperm health is um, is diminished. Um, and of course, sex drive can go. So, you know, without a sex drive <laughs> when you're trying to conceive, that's a bit of a problem. So, uh, yeah, and you know, we haven't even got onto the epigenetics, the telomere length of the chromosomes that are depleted, which again means that, you know, the DNA that we're creating for the new baby is not as, perhaps, as good as it might be. So, you know, many ways that fertility can, yeah. Be impacted.
0: I think that's what a lot of people don't realise, and that's what I you know I love speaking to people like yourself. and then it's not just about getting pregnant, it's about creating a healthy baby. And as yeah. you say, stress is not just impacting your ability to pop out of you know, have an egg. Okay. Maybe affecting that, but it's also impacting I guess your ability to create healthy DNA, create the healthiest child you know, that that um, you're able to as well. So and I think in today's day and age, as you said, we often don't, we, we just manage stress. I think stress is a part of everyone's life, really, mm-hmm. to a certain yeah. degree or not. And you, you talked about some tools, and I know if everyone stays with us till the end, Diana's got a great um, meditation that she's going to guide us through, and their her meditations are really excellent. Um, but then what other tools can we use? I know, I, I love your idea of refocusing and embracing the stress because it is a part of us it is it is actually a healthy thing that's happening and if we can make it a positive um i guess reaction in our body we can really counteract the effects so what would you suggest how do people go about that it sounds simple in theory but it's often yeah. difficult under that sweaty palm stress
1: yeah, and we don't want to put more stress, you know, on the fact that we're stressed. You know, we are stressed. It's a fact of life, and I think we just have to be kind and gentle to ourselves, you know, put your hand on your heart and just go, it's okay, you know. Um, that's the first thing. So just um, don't add on heaps of being hard on ourselves about it. Um, you know, you are where you are, and then let's look at what's going to work for you. Um so there's, well, look, there's, there's many things, but maybe um, I love the work of this neuropsychologist called Rick Hansen. He's written a lot of books and online courses and he talks about moving from the red zone into the green zone. So you can probably understand what we mean by the red zone. So, and we automatically move back and forth between these two zones. And he talks about, um, you know, the fact that we need to go into the red zone. That was survival, you know, for the, for our ancestors back there. Um And green is the resting state. That's the state of kind of kindness and generosity and feeling one with the world and all of that lovely stuff. Um, And, you know, that's the parasympathetic nervous system, the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system that we've been talking about. It's the kind of repair and the refueling and, you know, immune system building and, um, you know, reproductive health, really. So we want to go more into that green zone. And the red zone is more avoiding threats, pursuing opportunities, dealing with relationship issues or work issues or whatever it might be. And when we've got that red zone in state, we're primed more for fear, more for being possessive and jealous and aggression. If we're upset, we might get anxious, frustrated, irritated, um, you know. So if you're in the red zone, you're heading there. So we want to kind of get more back into this green zone, which is, healthy, longevity, all of that. If we stay in the red zone too much, our ancestors did die young, you know, they they might have been in that red zone quite a lot, who knows. Um, so we need to look at ways to get back into that. And he says there's opportunities throughout our day to recognise we're heading towards that red zone. We might be a bit irritated, a bit overwhelmed. You know, all of these things We might have road rage. All of these things are showing us that we're either in the red zone or we're in the orange land, heading towards it. So we want to gradually strengthen these neural pathways towards the green. And um, that way, and we can do that. You can do it from, from green to red in a heartbeat. But when you're coming back from red to green, it takes longer than a heartbeat. We need to really um, work at that a little bit more. Um, and so even when we need to metabolize these stress hormones out of our system, and that doesn't happen just like, just like that. So we need to work at it. So when you notice that your kind of um, stressometer is heading towards the red zone, just, you know, exhale slowly. If you exhale twice as long as you inhale, that is actually priming the parasympathetic nervous system. And uh, that's what we want to do. It's lighting up those pathways. So exhaling twice as long as we inhale. So taking a few deep breaths with that. Also thinking about something that makes you feel safe or something that might make you feel appreciated or cared about. And it might even be thinking about something that has happened that day. It might be a smile from a stranger. And you just take that feeling into your body. So you might, if you, it depends where you are, of course, <laughs> whether you can do this, but just 30 seconds. You can take that feeling of that, how you felt when that person smiled at you and you smile back. And it's kind of that really nice, lovely. And it might only be a moment but if you can relive that for just 30 seconds um you're actually your neuroplasticity is heading more towards that green zone more often and it's going to that's where it's going to go naturally more naturally the more you do that so that's what he says is you know the first step is to become aware you're in the red zone the next step is okay taking some deep breaths or you know thinking of something that takes you back into that green zone and you let that feeling sink in you relax into it you relax attention from your body so you kind of almost body scan and notice and you can release the tension so that's i think a beautiful thing for us just to to think about on a daily basis other things exercise you know we know exercise can calm us, but not over exercising and it might even be a few star jumps you know it doesn't have to be, be huge but we're not talking about marathon running triathlon we're not talking about Bikram yoga. We we, we want to energise our body but not to plate it. So there's a moderate um, aspect to that. Just going out in nature is great, you know, um, as well. And you did mention that, you know, we've got some, um, I've got some, some, I'm co-creator of some CD series. So, of course, I'm going to mention those. We, I'm, I'm passionate about, this meditation side of our life and how, how it can can help, uh, you know, so many of us. So, myself and Charmaine Dennis, at Fertile Ground, decided it was it was time to create our own CD series, and we wanted them to be specific for the fertility journey, so that women felt they were being heard and understood. And you know, we've we've some of us have had issues as well with this fertility, and we kind of get where where women are at. And we've spoken to a lot of women as well. So it was really important to be able to help our clients and that's why we we created them. And uh, thankfully we get lots of fabulous feedback. And recently, you know, a patient said, I can't believe, you know, how much better I felt in this IVF cycle. Listening to your... Guarded relaxation to be fertile, one for IVF at each stage of the cycle. And it's lovely when people say things like that, you know. So we've got um, the one for IVF, and it follows the stimulation and egg pickup and the weight. We've got this one, which is for natural conception. Um, no, sorry, this is pregnancy. So that's when you have got your positive pregnancy and you're worried, and this is the natural conception. So you can download them. They're on the Conceive maybe website as well, Fertile Ground, Health Group, and they follow the, the cycle so you would listen to a track depending where you're at and hopefully you will like it and feel heard and that's, if you can do that, listen to something like that every day or download, use one of the apps and listen to a guided relaxation daily, you're doing a lot to move yourself towards this
0: relaxation fertility state. Um, so yeah. I'm a big fan of your, your relaxations. So I think it's an integral part of, of the fertility journey that we often don't forget or often don't give enough credence to really where we focus on, on our health and our body but we don't focus on, on the mind and your meditations do a wonderful job of guiding us through that when, when often, yeah, if we are in the red zone, it's hard to pull yourself out of that. If you are chronically stressed, it's hard to get out of that on your own without that support and, um, yeah, your meditations do provide that, that great support.
1: And look, I mean, just to say, I I did um, remind myself before we spoke today just of a few different um, research pieces around this. So it's not just that this is just, you know, feel-good, new-agey stuff. And I have to say that they're not too new-agey, the the, the CDs. Um, But it's not that. It is, you know, there is actually solid research around this. So a recent one was suggesting that um, if you're more stressed around your fertile window when you're ovulating, then you're around 40% less likely to conceive that month. So, you know, listening to a guided relaxation can be your way of de-stressing around that time. And again, to, to add to that, there was one about an IVF study, um, um, you know, showing again higher people who did mind-body uh, work, which might be hypnosis or a meditation or guided relaxation. Again, you know, a, a big jump in uh, in pregnancy rates and spontaneous conception, there was another group. Forty-two percent had spontaneous conception of you know women trying to conceive, and that was compared to only eleven to twenty percent in the control and support groups. So again, you know, pretty good evidence <laughs> showing that if you can uh, use some of these tools, you're you know you you are helping yourself on that step.
0: Sure. And I think those stats do help people realise. I think a lot of people, if you say, oh, it's because you're stressed, you can't conceive, people think, oh, it's all in your head. It's not at all in your head. It's about how that stress is affecting your body, as it was explained before. And those stats really show that, that we are a stressed population and it's impacting our body a great deal. So it's not just a matter of, oh, it's all in your head and, and you, you're, you're the problem. It's about yeah. the stress that you're feeling, which is a natural reaction to obviously the situation or the jobs that you're in. I know similar... Happened to me. I I stopped the the, the travel in there and then a high stress job, and then that's when when things happen for me as well. It's, it's oh. a, it really goes to show that it does really impact your body, even though you may not feel stressed. And I think I you know I like the way that you phrase it. And it's not a condescending all in your mind approach. This is something that is physically happening to your body. It's affecting your ability yeah. to reproduce. And, yeah, there are ways that you can manage it. And I think the fact that we don't have to just all quit our jobs and go, you know, live on a mountain and do yoga 24 hours a day, there are ways that you can actually, as you've said, turn that stress into a positive, use it yes. to your advantage rather than it being a negative. So, um, yeah, I, I guess if you'd like to, would you be ready to start your...?
1: Yeah, sure. We can do a guided relaxation now.
0: Okay, you covered everything you wanted to, to let us know. Yeah, say. yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and
1: I think, you know, the other thing, the only other thing that I would say is that um, it's not all in the mind in one way but in the other way, you know, if we kind of are constantly worrying or thinking about things or, um, you know, that rumination, sometimes we don't equate that with stress but actually that rumination is, is setting off the stress hormones. So we just have to be aware and, again, it's that noticing and recognising and then bringing your attention back to the breath. So, yeah. Um, you know, we, we can just have such a huge effect on this. It's fabulous by by doing things like this guided relaxation that I'm just going to to do with everybody. It's right. just a few, few minutes. it probably take us, yeah, five, five minutes the most.
0: I think it's great to show people, I guess, what your meditations are all about and, and the fact that, you know, we do recognise and, I, I you know, obviously being there as, as well, that when you are struggling to conceive, it is kind of all you can think about. It does, yeah, go around. Yeah, right. It does, yeah. And you actually need help to stop it, whether that be, you know, I did found find the exercise really helpful or getting in touch with the nature, um, whether that be actually just picking some flowers or touching some leaves sometimes. But, you know, that, that does help connect you with, with the world as such. But I think having that additional support of, yeah, something like your meditations is, is very useful. So, Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, shall we, shall we do a meditation
0: then? That would be great.
1: So if you're sitting on a chair, um, just your hands resting gently in your lap and your feet flat on the floor, it's a good position. And and your back kind of straight, your spine straight, um, and just gently looking down um, and closing your eyes if you feel comfortable, depending where you are, but that's always a nice way to do it. So just allowing your eyes to soften. And just find a gentle focus behind your lids. Notice how you feel. Just take your attention into the body. What can you feel in the body right now? Are you holding any tension? And then just take in a deeper breath. And gently sigh the breath out. And another deeper breath in. And as you sigh the breath out, just relax, release any tension. It takes no energy to breathe out. Just letting it go. Relaxing a little more with each out breath. Now's a good a good time to set an intention for the rest of your day. Something that means something to you. It could be just to use these moments to let go of any pain or worry. Could be just to be fully here. To notice when you're in the red zone. Just bringing a peace to the rest of your day. Could be anything. Connecting with others. And then just letting that intention sit there, and then just just go from your mind and letting go of any concerns you have about the past or the future. Just for these few moments, we're going to be fully present and here. And if your mind wanders, that's fine. That's what your mind will do, and All you need to do is bring your attention back, back to the body, feeling the sensations, noticing where your body is touching the chair. Breathing out any worries or concerns. Breathing in quiet confidence. Breathing out any negative thoughts. Breathing out any tension. You might even like to have a soft smile on your lips. Just gently turn up the lips. And soften your eyes. Notice any tension in your jaw. Take your attention there and soften your whole face. Feel a wave of relaxation down your neck and shoulders. Softening and releasing. The wave of relaxation continuing down your back, down your arms to your fingers. Your chest, softening your heart and your belly and your pelvis and your hips right down through your thighs and calves, relaxing and releasing, simply letting go. Just releasing and softening. And notice where your breath is coming in and going out. Just simply noticing. It could be in the belly. You might notice the nostrils and the play of air around there. And if your mind's wandering, just bring your attention back to your breath, to the breathing. Following the breath, softening the body. And then again, take a few deeper breaths in, and as you breathe in, breathe in that energy. Breathe in energy for the rest of the day. Breathe in that calmness, and remember that you can take this calmness with you for the rest of the day and the evening. And then gently stretching your arms, rotating your shoulders. And just open your eyes when you're ready. So that took me into the green zone, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's amazing. I just was listening to you then and, and doing it myself, obviously, as everyone else listening probably was too. And it's amazing how many areas of tension that you do think I'm relaxed and all of a sudden you're really noticing where you're stiffening or where your jaw is, you know, yeah. and things like that, yeah. which is. important to to nourish our body and realize those things which we we don't pay attention to
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah thanks so much for that Gina Um, as Gina said uh, you can uh, purchase the um Be Fertile meditations on the Conceived Baby website as well as um the Be Fertile website so jump on and have a look at that Um, Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule today, Gina. I know um, you're really hectic times, Um, so we really appreciate you being with us today to share your experience and knowledge, which is so beneficial for everyone out there wanting to fall pregnant. So, um, yeah, just want to say thanks to Gina. Thank you. No, thanks for asking. It was, yeah, it was
1: great. Thanks, Tasha, for organising.
0: Pleasure to be working with you again. After all these years, you won't say how many years ago it was we graduated college, but um, <laughs> nice to be working you. with you. Again. Yeah. Um. For everyone else, um, thanks for listening in. The replay link will be sent to you um, in your inbox, which you can view afterwards as well. If you haven't already signed up to the Conceived Baby newsletter to receive all the updates from our expert panel um, articles and webinars, um, you can do so on the Conceived Baby website. You can also download um, a free introduction uh, to my book, The Fertility Diet. So just log on the Conceived Baby website. That's on the homepage. Click on the link and pop in your details there. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you again in a fortnight.